come from a very dysfunctional family, Harvey. I can spot a personality disorder miles away. to the Urban Guru Cafe. here right now the ultimate reality is present now why can't I recognize it everything is clear and undisguised there's no becoming to it and it's the dualistic notions of love and hate that obscure the clarity through engagement in the mind and the emotions well I left my happy home to see what I could find out Hi, I'm Aretti, and this week I talk with Gilbert about some of the issues raised by Gilbert and others on the Urban Guru Post site. This is part one. You said in your last post that the Hinsi Ming does not provide a technique, yet it tells us, for example, hold no opinions for or against anything. If you wish to see the truth, then hold no opinions for or against anything. Can you explain what you mean, that how it doesn't provide a technique? It's not providing a technique. It's not saying how not to hold an opinion, is it? It's just saying don't hold opinions. That's not. pretty direct. So it, it immediately points that if there is some sort of holding going on, it's saying negate that holding. So it's pointing directly at that holding on to. It's not telling you to do anything. It's, it's saying don't hang on to them. What you can describe as being an opinion, there's no one there that has that opinion. Even if there's a belief that there's someone there that is holding on to the opinion, that is just a belief, another belief, another opinion. So it's negating all the time any of these profound texts or speeches of so-called realized beings they 
affirm things, but then they remove the ground. They give you something to hang on to, and then they take it away. So it's a demonstration, more or less directly, to the intelligence that you are, that whatever you're hanging on to has no substance. Everything appears in the manifestation and it's all equal, you know, whether it's a tree or somebody speaking or a bird singing or whatever, whatever it is, it's, it's all equal as an appearance, you know, but the mind discriminates and says this is more important than that and blah, blah, blah. So we have these preferences and we build our opinions and our beliefs upon these preferences. and. Crazily enough, some of us will fight until death to protect those preferences, which is ridiculous. Well, opinions form into attitudes, and you know, attitudes lead to conflict because my attitude conflicts with your attitude or my opinions conflict with your opinions but what are opinions anyway they're just obviously biased ideas about something and actually they're all appearing in the immediacy as vibrations as patterns or forms or shapes or whatever and the ground of what they truly are is emptiness so at every point in so-called time the investigation is possible to see who is it that has this opinion or who is it that I believe I am and in really looking at that the seeing does not contain any form or person or entity the seeing is naked it doesn't have a form and that's pretty confronting and it's impossible to get to through the mind because the seeing is not of the mind, the mind appears in the seeing. In fact, everything appears in the seeing. In fact, everything is the seeing. But we take ourselves to be the center of this seeing, the center of the world, which the impressions that we have are obviously telling us that, because wherever I go, I'm the center of, of everything. But as is pointed out over and over, investigate that I, see if you can find anything with any substance or independence and if you really do have a look you find that there's nothing there which is very confronting to the belief system because the belief system requires that there's somebody there that has these beliefs and that's why so-called seekers never really want to come too close to this fact it seems that they would rather go on for decade after decade seeking, seeking, seeking. And some of those seekers appear as teachers and gurus and they're seeking just as much as the others that hang around them. Because their story of being special and being, I had this experience, which, whatever it is, 
they end up telling that story over and over and they hypnotize themselves they hypnotize all their followers and their followers are trying to recreate this experience that their teacher had and it's all bullshit you know what's wrong with right now if you don't think about it well what's wrong with this reality right here right now there's nothing wrong with it but thought comes in and says no no there's something missing should be very obvious that if you see that there's no one there that this idea of me is just an appearance that appears and disappears that should be highly informative but not to somebody it's not for the benefit of somebody that's the temptation that's always grabbed onto it's me it's all about me 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 I've seen it, I'm clear, you're not clear. Yeah, yeah you, I'll you, show you, you the see way. it all the time. And you hear it all the time with so-called realised beings. There, actually, there are no realised beings. There are no enlightened beings. If there's such a thing as enlightenment, the whole manifestation is enlightenment. there's such a thing as enlightenment the whole manifestation is enlightenment and the only way to discover that is to come to the immediacy which is ever-present and drop this idea that you're somebody and that's kind of a bit scary because I've always believed I'm somebody so there's a tendency not to want to let go of that and it happens by itself in a way the evidence becomes so blindingly obvious that you can't really deny it not that there's anyone there that could deny it or or affirm it there must be some way out of here said the joker to the theme there's too much confusion I can't get no relief There are many here among us Who feel that life is but a joke But you and I, we've been through that And this is not our fate So let us not talk falsely now The hour is getting late I refer now to your explanation of the eternal search and the inherent searcher people in non-duality tend to use knowledge to rise to the top of the pyramid but non-duality isn't about knowledge can you say something about this and how it isn't any different to trying to get to the top of the corporate ladder the top of the pyramid the bottom of the pyramid the whole pyramid is an appearance in the seeing and this concept of hierarchy if you really look at it and contemplate the meaning of it and where it possibly could have started 
if you look in the immediacy at your own thinking patterns, you can find evidence of it if you look closely enough. But maybe it's an organic thing, the fact that the sun is above and we're on the flat surface of the earth and there's a tendency to look up and this concept that there's a higher realm to achieve. So the pyramid sort of suggests that. And if you do climb to the top of one of the pyramids, the view is pretty magnificent, or a mountain. So it's it's sort of ingrained into our sort of psyche that there's something to achieve by climbing higher and higher. By learning more and more. Yeah, and what we're talking about in this so-called non-duality is negating all of that. It's not necessary. What's wrong with right now? If there is such a thing as ultimate reality, it must be present right now. It must be in every moment of time. So, right here, right now, the ultimate reality is present. Now, why can't I recognize it? I can't recognize it because I'm using concepts and ideas and not unique ideas that I'm coming up with in the immediacy. They're old ideas. They're old ideas, second-hand ideas that have been handed on, and I've taken them on as being true, and they all need to be investigated, or at least the core beliefs need to be investigated. And when you get down to the real core of the whole belief system, there's a me. So that's why in this so-called non-duality teaching we're encouraged to investigate this me. It's like, if you can see that there's no me there, then all of the other beliefs which hang off this belief in me, they all fall away, they all dissolve. The meaning goes out of them. They're no longer convincing. And this hierarchy system is throughout history. I mean, it appears to be that's the way it is. And we have this idea that I have to acquire something. I have to get onto the next step. And I have to do my time. What we're saying is that we're cutting through all that. There's nothing to acquire. There's nowhere to go. There's nothing to get. Stop ignoring what is clearly obvious right here, right now. Now, we put all sorts of labels on it. We can say it's non-conceptual awareness, which is absolutely confounding to the normal way that we think because all the mind is is thoughts concepts ideas images and non-conceptual awareness is expressed as a concept but it's not a concept it's pointing to something that's not a concept so how can you grasp something that's not a concept with a concept and it's the same equation how can you find yourself you know, people go in search of themselves with this imaginary self trying to find a self that doesn't exist. It's crazy. But it should be very evident that it's crazy. And that's the insight that we need. We need to see the hang on. Uh, what I'm doing is, is uh, ridiculous. And he never gives an answer but the fool on the Sees the sun going down And the eyes in his head See the world spinning round But it should be very evident that it's crazy. 
and that's the insight that we need. We need to see the hang on. Uh, what I'm doing is is uh, ridiculous. There's a relaxation that comes. I would say some people, after years and years of struggling and trying to rearrange their thought patterns into a nice geometrical, spiritualized concept, they get exhausted. They get absolutely exhausted, and. In that exhaustion, there is a relaxation that comes. And it's the same with what Bob says, you know, the only way out of the mind is full stop. In that full stop, all of the seeking, all of the thinking ceases. And it's obvious that I'm still here. I'm still present and aware. And that's a direct insight into my true nature. full stop, all of the seeking, all of the thinking ceases. And it's obvious that I'm still here. I'm still present and aware. And that's a direct insight into my true nature. And what more do I want? It's the mind that comes in. It wants to be a part of the show. It wants to be the character on center stage with the names up in lights, you know, not only that, it wants to be a guru, it wants to be a teacher and have thousands of followers. You know, God, oh, come on, teach me, teach me. <laughs> there has been a lot of talk about those people who are really pointing to the truth and those who are trapping seekers in an eternal search. Can you differentiate between people who are pointing clearly and those who aren't pointing clearly? How would somebody be able to differentiate between those two? Well, most people can't differentiate, that's the problem. If you have discovered your true nature, when you're listening or talking to people, you can see where these so-called others are coming from. It's obvious where they're coming from. And if they're not coming from emptiness, then they've got an agenda. They're trying to sell something or they want you to believe what they believe so that you can have this pally-pally thing and then we can form a, a group or a club and, you know, we can all love each other and all the rest of it. And that's, let's face it, that's what most people want. They want to belong. They want to belong to something because life is scary. But what was it Groucho Marx said? I wouldn't belong to any club that would have me as a member. I'm sure he didn't mean the non-dual aspect of it. You know, that's what most people want. They want to belong. They want to be loved. They want to be accepted and understood. And they look for that love and understanding outside of themselves. 
and of course it always disappoints them usually it always leads to conflict quite often it will lead to bitchiness and backstabbing and horrible sort of things that go on and lots and lots of suffering so you know primarily one needs to be able to love oneself and if you truly love yourself then you don't need love from anywhere else love is really giving it's not a taking the sun shines it's a giver it's naturally giving it's not necessarily taking anything love yourself then you don't need love from anywhere else there isn't a self there to love so what are we talking about when you talk about love yourself in a non-duality context well I don't normally use the word love because it's it's so enticing and hypnosis inducing you can say that the love of mankind is dualistic love and it turns to hate very quickly you can love somebody one day and then something happens and then you don't love them anymore. Or it may take a few years and you, oh, I don't love them anymore. I don't love you anymore. Sorry. So that can't be true love because true love is. It just is. It doesn't come or go. It's like the light that shines from the sun. It's a pointer. And if you, you say, well, no, I don't love myself. So what is it that is standing in the way? And it, it has to be concepts that you have about yourself based on the idea of being a separate entity, which is me. So it brings you back to investigate the me. Now, if you see that there's no me there, then that light of knowing is shining without any obstructions, without any belief in being somebody. You can call that love. That's not a good word, I don't think. People say, why isn't there any love in this? Because they, they want to go off on some sort of cloud nine sort of thing. It's, it's not about that. It's about waking up to the fact that you're not an entity. There's no substance or independence to this I. But knowing that, realising that, demolishes all of our beliefs. Every single belief we have is demolished. If you have any questions, post them on the site. You've been listening to the Urban Guru Cafe. Jesus, I'm afraid of what you do in the name of your God.
of your Sunday. I ain't afraid of your spirit. I ain't afraid of your teachers. Afraid of what you do in the name of your God. I'm afraid of what you do in the name of your God. To live in the great way is neither easy nor difficult. Do not remain in the dualistic state. Avoid such pursuits carefully. If there is even a trace of this and that, of right and wrong, the mind essence will be lost in confusion. Although all dualities come from the One, do not be attached even to this One. When the mind exists undisturbed in the way, nothing in the world can offend. And when a thing can no longer offend, it ceases to exist in the old way. When no discriminating thoughts arise, the old mind ceases to exist. When thought objects vanish, the thinking subject vanishes. As when the mind vanishes, objects vanish. Things are objects because of the subject, mind. The mind subjects is such because of things, objects. Understand the relativity of these two and the basic reality, the unity of emptiness.